0: When it comes to knowing how to save and where to save, most people we talk to are all over the place. They have heard things on Facebook, TikTok, friends from their family, on all of the different ideas and approaches on how much they should have in different accounts. This episode is gonna go through what we've seen to be most effective for the majority of the people that we've met with when planning for their financial future and trying to figure out where to place savings over time.
1: So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you who live demanding lives, you never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, Smarter Vets, this is Tom Seco and CJ Burnett. We're financial advisors that work with veterinarians, practice owners, and the veterinary community across the U.S owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and the host of this podcast, the Smarter Vet Financial Podcast. Our
0: mission is to reduce financial stress from the veterinary community by providing them with the next step in their plan. Make sure to check out all of our other great resources available on our website, such as complimentary financial race CEs, assessments, videos, articles. You can find them all by visiting our website at flvetadvisors.com.
1: And if you're a frequent listener to our podcast, or let's say it's your first time, we welcome you. And if you're finding this episode or anything else that we put out there helpful, useful to you, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a review, rate us. If You listen on Apple, specifically Apple, we'd love for you to rate us, even on Spotify. We also do have a Facebook page. We'd love for you to follow us about when our new recent episodes are getting released and give us some love. Uh, Even if there's a show you want to hear about or some topic we haven't talked on, go to our website and give us a note.
0: So from what we've seen, my Tom and I, we frequently meet with people around how much cash they have on hand, how much cash they're saving, whether it be in the business, out of the business, right? If they own a business, that that is, and a lot of people we notice they they really struggle with not just not just necessarily saving, but then like being intentional on where they put the money that they do save. And oftentimes their default plan, like I, I know Tom, you know, you, you can you can attest to this. Like a lot of the times, the default plan for most people when they just think of long term financial planning, they think of like a four hundred one k, and they just they kind of have some money going into their four hundred one k, and then the money that they get paid in their checking account kind of just either gets spent, or it doesn't get spent, or goes to debt, or there's no real like you know, direction as far as like exactly what they're going to do with that money because there's all these competing interests, right? There's all these priorities that they have and they're not really sure exactly what should be first, second, third.
1: Right. But the 401k, what I find so interesting about it, (laughs) and just as you're bringing that up, CJ, it it, can be a great place for people to put money into from a savings perspective because it just forces you to do it. Yeah. The problem is though, when it tends to be the only thing that you do, well, wow, like that could what is that going to do to you? Is it good or bad to your plan? How is it going to help you over the course of time? And we would commonly call like your 401k only plan. And what, what struggle, what people, what people usually have a challenge with is that because of their emphasis is really too focused on buying things, living their lives. Maybe they're putting some money in a 401k. Their, Their emergency fund tends to be very low. Like they don't keep a lot of cash on hand, struggling with just the, the day to day. There's a lot of stress that gets created within their life to where, they're not sure what's going to happen next. And if you're one of those people that are listening to this right now, feeling like you're living paycheck to paycheck, it's a possibility if you haven't created that structure.
0: Well, and I think that also goes for business owners, right? Cause like even business owners don't know when to pull money from their business and they kind of pull it ad hoc. Like, okay, I need to pay for that trip to Alaska. So I'll take money out of the business and then pay for it, right? I need money for school clothes. I'm gonna take money out of the business and pay for it. Like a lot of the times there's right. even no coordination in how cash is managed inside the business. There's no targets on any of the accounts where they say, okay, I need X amount of dollars here. And then everything above that needs to go somewhere else, right? There's no intentionality and coordination with that, with their personal and their business. And so, you know, that's, another, you know, they're operating very similar as a non-business owner where they don't have a whole lot of money probably on the personal side. You know, most of their money is just in the business, just chilling.
1: Yeah. I think the one thing that we hear a lot of too is from a business owner standpoint, start accumulating a bunch of money in the business and then using it for things that maybe aren't really helping grow the business more or building up their personal assets. And we we tend to find that most of society lives pretty much one step away from a disaster. And what I mean by that is that because of the... The structure that a lot of people have followed or the lack of structure that they do have tends to say, hey, if, if an emergency pops up, if life kind of pivots in a way that they weren't planning, they're one step away from having to take on more debt or make decisions that they don't want to make. And they have very little control or choices over what they can do. And you know, the last episode when we were talking is we discussed about security money which is where that's the money that you can be able to save to spend on, on unexpected and unpredictable events. So if you haven't listened to that episode, we definitely encourage you to stop this one. Or once you're done, go back and listen to that one, give you a better understanding of what we're talking about. Um, today, You know wh- what we want to really t- discuss through is the flex money side of things. And this is savings you can put somewhere at some point in time. That's for things that you want to accomplish now. Maybe there are things that are unknown that just might pop up. Uh, and the next conversation we want to jump into around freedom money. And this is money at some point when you do transition and say, I don't want to work for a paycheck anymore. I don't want to have to show up all the time and I want to have the choice to stop working. That money is going to provide it for you. So like we want to focus a lot of our effort on the flex money today.
0: And flex money, I think is the the, the more fun one that I, in my opinion, that I like talking about, right? Because, because here, here's the thing, the flex money. Is the money that's designated for fun things and for the known large expenses coming up. And, and they may not be, you may not know to the penny how much you need, but you know, like ish, like if, you, like, if you're going to buy, if you're going to buy a boat, chances are you've already done some research, you know, ish, how much you're going to pay for it. You know, ish, how much a down payment you may need to make. And when you know, ish, what the loan's going to be, right? You don't need to know exactly how much everything's going to cost, but at least get an idea, right? These are things like putting a down payment on a home.
1: Or maybe you're looking to purchase a business. And what happens is that people are wanting to become a business owner and they don't have any cash. They're in this constant position of like, how do I do this without any money? Maybe you're looking to pay for a wedding. Mm. And I got married a few years ago and <laughs> weddings these days are not cheap. Yeah,
0: <laughs> nothing's cheap anymore.
1: Yeah, one of our clients actually, she's in the process of doing it right now. And she's like, her husband, her fiance is It's like, literally she can start feeling the stress right now. But then adding a the monetary part of it, oh my goodness, it just, it, it definitely turns up heat.
0: Well, I think replacing a roof, like I think a good one, the replacing the roof idea, like you may not know, it may be 15 and maybe 25,000, like maybe you don't even know, maybe you got to get some quotes just to, cause you know, it's going to come up like in the next year or two, you're just not exactly sure when. So like now is the time to start accumulating the money into an account that is going to be meant for that. Or maybe you're replacing an AC, like there's all these other kinds of things that you probably like they're, they're ticking time bombs you know they're coming up probably in the next year maybe year to two three years and maybe it's going to take you a year or two or three in order to just accumulate the cash in order to actually handle that expense whenever it comes due because if you keep ignoring it right that ticking time bomb is eventually going to go off and if it goes off and you don't have any 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 way to manage it then you know it's not a fun place to be in
1: boom that's all i gotta say <laughs> <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> saving money can be easy when you have a structure and a plan in place we created a short 20-minute long video that walks through the steps on how to become a world-class saver. You can learn how to get a better handle on your day-to-day expenses, along with setting yourself up with a systematic way to save money so you can eventually choose to not have to work in the future. You can find the link for the video in the description of this podcast.
0: So you should set target amounts for each account. And, and I think, Tom, you know, we figured this out a few years ago with people. Like, they really needed... Like, some actionable, like, okay, how how do we go about setting target amounts for each account? How do I know what target I should look at?
1: And those targets, when we think about it, they can vary depending on who you are and what you're looking to accomplish. And, and when we look at the targets that we're trying to create, there's different accounts that we want to look at. And the first account that we want to take a look at is what we call your checking account. <laughs> Everyone should have one, I think. And this is where all of your bills come from account. Uh, the target should be that there's a certain amount that you're keeping in that account, and what is that target? You probably just want to pick something that you feel comfortable with. Is yeah, day. I don't think
0: there's a. That, that's the one thing that I've noticed with all the advice floating out there. Like th- this is mm-hmm. like this is an account that really is. A personal thing like you you kind of have to pick a number that you feel comfortable with on in your checking account it could be two grand it could be 10 grand it could be 100 grand, whatever whatever the amount is you should just pick a number don't think too much about it don't overanalyze it
1: well and the, and the scary thing about it too is there's when you keep too much money in this account our our, our lifestyle addiction bone can kind of kick in there and it can be like, I've got all this extra money to start spending. That's true. Seen that. So like, if you're not careful with that, <laughs> it's very, very easy to say, I got it. Well, I can and do it. And I've experienced
0: that, right? Like, so, you know, someone who, someone who's got $50,000 in their checking account is going to have a much different spending mindset than someone who's got 5,000. So if you have too much money in the checking account, yes, you may feel safe, safety, you may feel secure, but you're almost like too safe. <laughs> you're almost too secure. And then you can end up, uh, you know, spending a whole lot more than, than you really want to, you might end up actually like spending all the money you should have saved because of just not really realizing it.
1: Right. And what's, what's scary about that at times too, because like, if you're very into finances, like CJ and are like, we create boundaries and certain things for ourselves already And most of the society, if you're not a financial nerd like us, it's hard to understand like, hey, what should you be doing within your financial life to create that structure? And a lot of people tend to get caught up in the just day-to-day, they're working and things are happening. So when you can create this structure of where there's a target on your checking account, this can easily now be able to then translate over to so like, well, where do you keep any extra money that you might have? And the one other account that we want to refer to is a savings account. And what's incredible about this, there's multiple conversations we've had with people where they keep all of their money in their checking account and they never open a savings account. Like they just keep money sitting there and it just, why? Like, why do they have so much? So the really idea behind a savings account should be, it's your safety net for those expected expenses that you might have in life. It's either one of the two. And the challenge is though, if you keep too much in this account as well, this account can easily start bleeding over into your checking account um, because of, you know, I want to go buy things and go do more things. So it's very good to keep a thought of like, okay, how much should I be keeping in this account? And there's so many different ways that we can approach this. And the one way that we've constantly just to create a framework, and I'm sure a lot of you probably heard, I should keep three months, I could keep six months, I could keep 12 months. I believe at a minimum, you should consider at least three months of expenses you keep in cash. So you pick a number. Let's say that your your income every single month that you need is $6,000. You take that and you multiply it by three. You get $18,000. Is that a good number? Do you want to keep that in there? Maybe you want to keep a little bit more. You're one of those people that are just, uh, you know, a little bit more risk averse. <laughs> and you're like, I want to keep more money in cash. But there has to be a number that you decide. And that's the number you keep in there at all times. Just for, it just looks at you and says hello all the time. It's just there to be able to provide And if you end up time.
0: using it, Right for things like an emergency, right? Then you should really work your way back up to trying to build that back back to where it was. Right. So if you have mm-hmm. it, if you have a target of twenty thousand, you get to twenty thousand, and then there's a a, a three thousand dollar bill that you hospital bill that comes in. You use that three grand from the twenty. It goes down to seventeen. You try to use your cash flow. Try to use future cash flow to save maybe a thousand dollars back into that account over the next three months in order to get it back to that target. And I think that's where the the flex money. So the the flex, the savings account for flex money should get the overflow from the checking and the safety money. Right. So like if, if you have something like a boat that you want to buy, if you have something like a down payment on a home that that you're going to make really the flex money should, you should hit the target on your checking and your savings. Then all that overflow goes into the flex money unless, because sometimes the flex money again is, are things that you kind of know are coming up that you don't really decide. Like you don't decide to replace your roof because you just feel like it. (laughs) Like it's, it's usually something that's a necessity. So if there are things that are necessities, you may need to figure out how to prioritize the, the, you know, the flex money over the safety money for temporarily, or, or maybe what you end up doing is you just, when the time time comes, you just end up having to use your emergency fund in order to figure out how to pay for the roof. So, you know, that's where some finesse, kind of comes in with this where it, there's no mathematical solution. It's really just using kind of some, some of a bit of your gut on, on how you want to accomplish certain things and, and the the situation that you're in to really make, have a discernment over, okay, what should I be prioritizing?
1: Mm-hmm. It, and a good rule of thumb you can follow with this is creating this account somewhere separate from your checking and your savings account, either at another institution at, it could be a bank, it could be at an investment place, but it's money that could be basically kept in cash. It could be put into something that's more lower risk that's acceptable that you can be able to access at some point or another, which we'll get more detail around that with the freedom money aspect of things of like if you do have some extra flex money that's sitting there. But this is at the end of the day, you want to keep a list of some upcoming expenses, which would be the best idea that you'd want to make sure this account is available for. So if it is buying that boat or purchasing a house or start getting into a business, you name it, just whatever the list of things could be. But at the same time, ideally we'd want to try to target at least a year of your gross income that's available. That's in addition to your emergency funds. So this money doesn't have to necessarily be sitting in cash. And at the end of the day, if there's more needs or concerns or things that you want to work on throughout time, You might want to increase that number as as things progress. So if if you're in a position right now with a lot of your your savings and you don't have a target on your checking, you don't have a target on your savings account, you haven't created that flex account. All of your emphasis has been placed on putting money into a a 401k or some kind of a retirement account or if your business owner is keeping lots of cash in the business with no real true idea. This can be a tremendous place to start when it comes to try to get more control over your day-to-day life.
0: And our next episode is going to also be kind of piggybacking on that one year of gross income that should be available without restrictions, which, you know, cause some, cause the one year of amount of that, uh, that we're talking about can also be some of the money that's in that you designate around freedom money, the money that you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of putting uh, to work for you, uh, to essentially get to a spot where you, you become free from having to work because your balance sheet is now producing income for you. So help spread the word about the podcast by liking the Smarter Vet podcast, Facebook page, show us uh, again, you know, if you're really enjoying these episodes, please go to whatever platform you're listening us on, write us a review. Hopefully you've gotten a lot out of even just today's episode and, and even the previous one. And we hope and uh, look forward to our next episode.
1: And even what you could do is take this episode and share it with two of your closest friends or people that you know. Take it and share it with them. Give them the same information that you're getting today.
0: This is CJ Burnett.
1: And I'm Tom Sico.
0: Wishing you a lifetime of financial success.
1: Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Securities, and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Mission number 2022-142776 expires August of 2024. August of 2024.